Shalom and welcome to Parashah's Christmas, the weekly fix for spiritual lessons taken from the Parashah. Have your coffee and let's take a look at the weekly Torah reading. This week we'll be looking at Parashat Bo, which runs from Exodus chapter 10 verse 1 to chapter 13 verse 16. Enjoy it and don't forget to give us your feedback on Facebook, Twitter or via our website. The smoke made it almost impossible to breathe, and the scorching flames were burning the skin of the young woman. How long would it be until the building collapses? Suddenly, the brave firefighter burst through the door, grabbed the woman, and helped her out just as the ceiling started to cave in. Mission accomplished. It's a classic plot line of a number of great movies, rescuing someone from a burning building. In fact, you could replace the fire with an enemy country and the woman with a fallen soldier and the fireman with the good soldiers and you would have an equally good movie plot. The tried and tested rescue plot of many big movies has proved a huge success with fans. Just think of movies like Avengers or Dunkirk or even Shrek. All these and more have exploited our love of a good rescue story to make millions. But rescue stories aren't something that originated in Hollywood. Whatever the modern copyright issues that are at stake here and who copied from whom, it seems like all of these modern movies and books have borrowed the plotline from this week's real-life occurrences in our parasha. Yes, that's right. A true ancient Jewish rescue story has served as the underlying script for many a modern fictive Hollywood blockbuster. Who would have thought? We rejoin the narrative as God is preparing to unleash the final few plagues on the Egyptians and their stubborn king. As we are about to learn, these and the other plagues have simply been a prelude to the worst plague of all, which will serve to finally rescue our people from their slave drivers. It is the death of every firstborn son in Egypt. Interestingly enough, we as a people aren't exempt from the last plague and are required to actively participate if we want to be spared this terrible wrath. God tells our ancestors to take an undefiled lamb smear its blood on our doorpost, and then roast the animal without breaking any of its bones, and finally to eat it all. As disgusting as this may seem to us, it's nothing in comparison to losing your son, and so our people choose to listen to God and to obey. But we understand, the lamb dies, so our firstborn sons don't. Or, as God himself says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. This is ominous. As God predicts, Pharaoh doesn't relent, and so God has to go through with his final plan of slaying thousands of Egyptians. We listen to God and are spared this destruction, and finally, after being given silver and gold by our desperate Egyptian neighbors, we're free. We've done it. He's done it. We've been rescued. We've been rescued by God himself and by the blood of this poor lamb. So all the elements of a Hollywood blockbuster are there. The rescuers are God and Moses, and the damsels in distress are our people. Nothing new here, nothing out of the ordinary. However, God's method of rescuing us is pretty strange. I mean, why the land? Why the blood? Why did we have to do anything at all? After all, we were the ones who were being oppressed and needed saving. Couldn't God have just rescued us without the lambs? If we dig deeper, we can see that God is trying to tell us something through the story. Although the Egyptians were our oppressors, we were no saints either. 
The fact that we could have died during the last plague seems to allude to the fact that we had also done wrong. But instead of our firstborn sons dying, we were allowed to use a substitute, a lamb. The lamb died so that our sons didn't. The lamb is reminiscent of all the sacrifices that were offered up until that point and then would finally come to be codified in the Torah by the end of the events of the Book of Devarim. Over and over again we read of animals being substituted for humans. The animals bore the guilt and wrongdoing of people so that the humans could live. God allowed us to exchange one life for another. The events of the first Passover were a foreshadowing of another rescue story that would come much later. Similar to what we find in all good Hollywood success stories, there is a sequel to the Passover and Escape from Egypt. The sequel doesn't really deviate from the main plot points, but it does change the characters. Thousands of years after the first Passover, we find ourselves at a Passover seder in Jerusalem. It's the eve of the Passover and families are gathering together, enjoying the lamb, matzah and bitter herbs and talking about the amazing rescue from Egypt. But in one household there's a difference. A rabbi has gathered a group of his followers and they are eating the Passover meal together. But instead of merely repeating the old Exodus rescue story, he starts to tell a new one. He picks up a piece of matzah and exclaims, This is my body which is going to be broken for you. He then takes the third cup, the cup of redemption, and cries out, This is the blood of the new covenant. It's my blood which is about to be spilled in order to rescue you. Just hours later, his prophecy comes true. He is brutally murdered for a crime he didn't commit and left to rot. When Yeshua died, he died as a substitute. A substitute for his followers, his friends, and even for his enemies, even for you and me. He was our Passover lamb. His death means that we can escape the wrath of God because God has already poured out his wrath on Yeshua. Our physical redemption at the first Passover was a picture for the spiritual redemption that Yeshua would bring about thousands of years later. Redemption from spiritual slavery to the things that destroy us, to our own ego and to evil. You and I may not have raped or murdered anyone, but we have lied, stolen and hurt people with our words. In short, we've all done, said and thought wrong. This earns us justice, physical death and ultimately spiritual separation from God, the life source, forever. Thankfully, God has also given us a way out. He's given us a Passover lamb. It's the ultimate rescue story, the rescue of our souls. Whether you like movies or not, whether you like Passover or not, you and I both need rescuing. Rescuing from our bad decisions, our bad habits, our destructive tendencies, our utter corruption. But this is more than a film. This is real life. And so is the solution, even though it may sound too good to be true. There is a happy ending. We can be rescued. God has given us a substitute, Yeshua the Messiah. Are you willing to accept your substitute and be rescued by him? That's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed our Parasha Espresso. Please don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or via our website at youdenfearjesus.com. 
www.thepodcast.de.